Shalom Aleichem, good morning. Oh, it's about 7 o'clock in the morning in Montreal. I'm here for Shabbos, Basha Shmois. And um, today is the yard site of Menachem Rezaf Glaz. And I'm in his house where they made a little shul. And Bashkoch Pratis, I'm recording Basi Lagani. So I did one shir in one room, a second shir in the second room. And now I'm recording the third shir in the third room. Maybe I'm getting a little carried away here, but I feel like it's a big schus. Big schus for me and a big schus for him that we're doing these classes here. And this is class three on Basti Lagani, Tov Shin Chav Gimel. I'm about 20 days late in terms of people's needing the Maimer to get ready for your Shvat. But as the Yiddish expression goes, better late than never. So here we are. Rabbi Say. Um, the discussion of the Basilagani at this point is the idea of Ein Seif Lamata Dein Tachlis. The true meaning of Ein Seif Lamata Dein Tachlis is that godliness is revealed everywhere. The two expressions the Rebbe uses, his Pashtus and Gile, those are the two expressions that the previous Rebbe uses and those are the two expressions that the Rebbe uses repeatedly. And at some point in the earlier classes, the Rebbe said that his pashtus is about godliness being revealed, and Gilui is about godliness being received, Kabbalah, in the world. So the, in this Pedic Yud Gimel, the Friedrich Rebbe begins the Pedic by saying, but in Seif Lamata and Deitachlis cannot mean the pashtus and Gilui of Ein Seif in Eulam Ein Seif and Eulam Hatzilus, because Ein Zepel cloud, there's nothing unusual about that. Elam ain't safe and Elam Elam Atsilus are worthy receptacles, they're worthy kalim for the ain't safe. And therefore, you have to say that ain't safe lamata din tachlis means That was the first thing the Rebbe said. So then the Rebbe said, okay, so if ain't safe lamata din tachlis doesn't mean the gili in ain't safe and in Atsilus, it has to mean the gili in Bria. And the beginning of Bria is Neshama Sisral. That even though there are some Neshamas of Atsilus, what the Rebbe called Chad Bedara Bedaris Arishainim, and our Rebbe spun it, Kedarki Abakoidish, into Chad Shaol of Eimid Koladeh. The Ephidic Rebbe suggests it used to be, it's no longer, because what are you kidding? It's in every single generation. Are not a part of Lamata Adin Tachlis, they're part of Atsilus or higher than Atsilus. But most Nishamis Yisrael are not in that level. Most Nishamis Yisrael are in the level of Elamis Briyatir Nasiya, and they are a part of Lamata Adin Tachlis. And the Rebbe implies that, so to speak, Teda Laref the Daber, Teda fouls the majority, and most Nishamis are in Elamis Bia, and therefore most Nishamis are a part of the idea of a Lakus being Nimshach and revealed his Pashtas and Gili of Ein Seif, Lamata Adain Tachlis. And he, of course, adds that the reason we begin with Nishamis is because Nishamis are the purpose, Nishamis are the ones who are bringing Mamshach to Eitzit and bringing it into the world, and therefore you begin the discussion.
of in Seif Lamata Adein Tachlis with Neshamas. And he further explains that in Biyah itself, in other words, in the Lamata Adein Tachlis itself, the Neshamas is the Pneumius. In the idea that Godness is going to be brought to the lowest worlds, and the bringing of Godness to the lowest worlds is the bringing of Godness to the Neshamas Yisrael, they're the Pneumius of it. Why are they the Pneumius of it? Because they're the, the, they're the, the Meshadach, the, the they bring together the Yinsef with Elamis. In order to bring together the Yinsef with Elamis, they have to be the idea of Pneumius. But the way it appears in the Maimed is that the Rebbe is going through steps, the previous Rebbe. He says, it's not Yinsef, it's not Atzilus, it's Biyah. Step one, Nishamas Yisrael. Then there's a step two, and a step three, and a step four. And that's what we're going to be discussing now. That the idea of, you know, to the classic cliche from Tanya Pedeklam Edvav, that in this Maimir is called Lamata Adein Tachlis, so the first step is going to be Nisham Yisrael in the Maimir. The second step is going to be the idea that in the lowest worlds, the highest of the key is through the mazolas. The third step is that Lamata de Intachas is the idea of Klippa, Klippa that forgets about Alakus. And then the lowest step is going to be Klippa that is moirid be Melech Macham Lacham Makadish Baruch or rebels against Hashem. It's a Kfui Toiva. And that's how the previous Rebbe's Maimir goes. He, he begins by saying, that Lamata and Tachas can't mean Haider Atzilus and Atzilus, and it continues by saying it has to mean Bia. First of all, the Shamas. Second of all, the Elam Hamazalis, which is a much lower world. Third of all, a Klipa which forgets about Alakus, and a fourth of all, a Klipa which denies Alakus and is ungrateful to Alakus. So the first of these steps was the previous class, the Shamas. Was in terms of pages, it was the shortest class on the Maimir, and in terms of size. It probably, in terms of minutes, it was probably also the shortest class. I haven't done this one yet, so we'll find out how long this class is going to take. But this class is on six pages, and the other class was on less than four pages. So just reading alone, you have to presume that this class is going to take longer than the previous class took. And here, the Rebbe takes us to step two, which is Pedic Hey, which is what we're about to learn. That the Lamata de Tachlis means that the Abish gives highest to the world to the Mazalas. And then in Pedic Vav, we're going to have three and four. Klippa that forgets Alakus, that's separate from Alakus, and then a Klippa which is actually an ingrater. Like Pare, who says the Erliva Niasisini. So this is what we're holding. Now, the thing that needs to be said again, I said this in the beginning of the first class, and I, and I, I, I think it's true, I think I understand it, and I even think I feel it. And that is this Maimir, this particular Tovshen of Gimel Maimir ends on a dark note. Because the Kavana of the Maimir is to explain ain't safe Lamata Adein Tachlis. That even in the lowest and the darkest of places, even in the clip of Pare, there's not only Hispashtas of Ain't Safe, there's Gili of Ain't Safe. But the Maimir of this year doesn't speak about Hispashtas and Gili. The Maimir of this year speaks about the Choyshech. You walk away from this Basil Lagani. And what you know so far, what you know at this point, 
that there's a world that is so low, Lamata Adain Tachlis, that not only it's the Shekeach Alalakos, it denies godliness, but it's Maited Belakos, it rebels against godliness. The Gil in Espashas of Ein Seif is first going to be in the next Maimit. Shin Chav Dalit, Pedic, Yudal, Adafridic, Rebbe's Maimit. So this Maimit, as lost to Chais Kalamutne, it runs out dark. And the Rebbe tries to offset it a little bit because in the beginning of Pedic Zion, I think, the Rebbe, no, the beginning of Pedic Ches, the Rebbe says, the point of it all is, Giloy Vespasha Saint Seif, Lamata Dein Tachlis, as we're going to learn next year. But the Maimed ends with an understanding of the lowest clipus that are not only forgetting about godliness, but they're rebelling against godliness, and they're being ingrate to godliness. Okay, so we're going to learn, and we're going to begin on page Tzadik Dal. This is my copy. I took it from the Seif Maimodim Tavshin Gimel, I think. Um, from the Hanukkah's Balahak. And of course, the page numbers could be different from place to place, but the layout of the Maimed is the same. And I would repeat again what I told you on Friday, that Patek Hay begins uh, the second paragraph on page Tzadik Dalet, I would have left that part of Patek Dalet, and I would have thought of Patek Hay here. If you're looking at page Tzadik Dalet, you have your book open, or if you have my PDF from my website open, on page Tzadik Dalet, the third paragraph, the third line, I made a line through the Maimed to demark it. And it says, in addition to the idea that there is the idea of Lamata Adein Tachas as represented by Neshamez, Yesh Gam, there is further Hamshochas Ha'er, bringing godliness down. The descent's even lower, and the descent even lower is more of the Lamata Adein Tachas. I would have started Pedek with the word Venesif. That's where I would have put it. I mean, this is Hanukkah Bilti Muga. The Manichim have to use their own judgment. Maybe they don't want to start a Pedek on a sour or a dark note, but I would have started Pedek Hay because here we're going to step two. If step one of Lamata Adin Taklas is Nishamis Yisrael, Rev Nishamis Yisrael, then Elam is Bia. Step two of Lamata Adin Taklas is that in Elam Hazeh, the highest of the Abish that comes to the world through a variety of screens, including the Gechav Mazalis. And of course, the more screens you have, the less evident is the is it that is coming from a Lakus. It's a hell of a Hester. And we read Venesif Lazer in addition to the first dimension. Of which is that godliness has to manifest in the Rev Nisham is Yisrael. There in Elam is Yesh Nagam There is a further bringing of light even lower. Bringing godliness even lower. And a whole bunch of these lines are verbatim from the previous Rebbe's Maimit. The previous Rebbe continues and explains. That in the world of godly light and life is brought forward. From step to step. Through the multitude of steps. In such a form, that the light becomes more hidden and more obstructed as you descend from one step to a lower step. And it descends so low. When the light reaches to the realm of the constellations, of the orbits, and the constellations, the light is very dense, and the light is very physical. 
Rabbi, we learn in Rambam, right? In Hilchis, you say the Atena, and the third page, or the second page, the third page, the fourth page, about the heavens. And that we hold, the Rambam holds, and the Rebbe brings it many, many Sichas, that the, the, the heavens, first of all, the orbits, the Digalgam of the orbits. Orbits means empty space that hold stars and planets. And uh, the Rambam brings the Meirin an argument between the Chachmei Yisrael and the Chachmei Umis, whether the Galgalim are Noim and Kechovim Eimdim, or Kechovim are Noim and Galgalim Eimdim. Whether the orbits are moving and the stars are fixed in the orbits and they're moving as the space moves, or if Galgalim Eimdim, the orbits as space is standing still and the stars are in motion. And if I remember correctly, he says that the Chachmei Yisrael hold that the Galgalim are noim and the Kechavmar Eimdim, that the space is moving and the stars, which are fixed in space, are being taken along with the space. And the Ramam explains that the Galgalim and the Kechavmar Baal Nefesh Dehavehaskel Hema, the heavenly bodies have life. The Cloud is a basic belief that every single thing that exists has some kind of a life, even a stone, according to that Izo. But the heavens, which are made of chayim and achamishi, they're a finer mater physical material, have life. Now, it may not be the kind of life that we could tap into. It may not be the kind of life that we could interface with. It may not be the kind of life that we could understand. But that there is a life inside the units of empty space that are called galgalim. And there's even life in the, the stars and the planets which we're able to see. But it's not what we call bedereches where you see that the star that the star is intelligent. The star is just a collection of helium, which is uh, what do they call it? Nuclear fusion that's producing a nuclear furnace, which produces heat and light and all the other fancy schmancy stuff. But those bodies, even though we see only a physical thing, there's life in them. And the Ramam further says that living things um, of the heavenly bodies are very intelligent, and they're more intelligent than than people. And the Ramam holds and Torah holds that the life from heaven to earth passes through a series of steps, including what's called the Ayin Sodom, the 70 angels that oversee the 70 nations. And after it passes through the 70 angels, it passes through the Gagalim and the Kechavim. In other words, the life that comes from heaven to earth is filtered a number of times until it gives life to us here on earth. Why does it have to be filtered? Why does it have to pass through the Ayin Sodom? Why does it have to pass through the Gacham and the There's a very simple reason. Because by the life being filtered, the life is being diminished, it's being made less. And by the life being made less, it's brought close enough for us to be able to receive it and for us to be able to enjoy it. In other words, if the Abishta would give us too much, it would be destructive for us. So it's an arbitrary interest to get only what we're able to receive. But the flip side of that is that by the virtue of the fact, that we're getting life as it's being filtered through the Ayin Sodom and the Yigalim and the Yechavim, the life is less. But less doesn't only mean there's less potency to the light than it would be if we were in a spiritual world and getting life more directly from Malakus. But in the diminution of light, there is also a diminution in the sense of the source of the life. In other words, there's two things. A, we have less life rather than more life. To use a physical term, we have less energy rather than more energy. And B, and this is more important, we have a less of a sense of the source of that life or the source of that energy, which is Hashem.
And as a consequence, we're living from a lakus with a very diminished sense that a lakus is coming from a laka, that it's coming from the Eibishter. And that's part, it's a second step in this Maimir in what's called Lamata Adein Tachlis. Because it's Malach, Neshamas Yisrael are also in Biyah, but Neshamas Yisrael are souls. They're understanding, they're aware of the Eibishter, they're servants of the Eibishter. Like the Rebbe said, they use the Malachim as intermediaries to bring a lakus to the Chetzenius Elamis. So, as limited as a soul is in Elamis Biyah, the Neshama in Elamis Biyah is far more aware and far closer to Lakus than Chayis, which comes to this world that passes through all of these screens, the Yayin Sarim and then the Yechavim Amazalis. And the Rebbe continues as well, which is why I call Hashpo any flow and revelation of divinity, of light and life and energy, which comes from this, the lowest world, and the physical world was the one we're in. Why the Galgal in also has to pass through the orbits and the constellations of stars, which represent life in some metaphysical way. But it's written in the Pasuk in Chumash, we make it two ways, Shamish, or we make it get a Shirachim. The sweetness of the sun produces grain, and the sweetness for the moon produces either Gedish or Yerachim. But let's translate that it means the melons that live from the moon. That was a posik. Now we have my mechazal a medrish. There isn't a blade of grass down here. It doesn't have a constellation of stars on high. Which is beating down upon it. Telling it grow. How many blades of grass are there on earth at any given moment? Billions and trillions, I'm assuming. Every single one of those blades of grass has a malach lamailo, which is represented by a collection of stars, like a. Uh, 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 a mazel of stars that are giving it life from very remote places. Like it says in Chumash, that all of the heavens, the entire expanse of the universe was created to give life to this earth. This earth is tiny. And the massiveness of the universe is beyond our imagining, it's beyond our fathom, and it's filled with untold numbers of stars. Every single body of the heaven is in one way or another serving earth because it's providing life for this for every grass. Now what do stars that are light years away from the earth have to do with the star with the with grass? The answer is that those bodies have a nefesh, have a soul, have an angel which is sustaining it. And they exist up there to radiate life from heaven to earth. In other words, they receive from higher, they act as a filter to diminish it, and then it's delivered to the earth that there should be life on earth. That's what it says in this Pasuk, and that's what it says in this Maimechazal. Shuhu bo, that this comes from the light and life, which is divine, that flows passing through the Galgalim the orbits and the constellations. And now the Rebbe makes an observation, which I don't fully, I really, really don't fully understand what the Rebbe is doing, but he divides this into two parts. The first part is that every blade of grass has to be created from Ayin Liesh. First it doesn't exist and then it exists. And in addition to every blade of grass being created from a non-existential state to an existential state, then it has to grow from being small to being big. In other words, you plant a seed and the seed germinates and it, it decomposes and then a new grass begins to grow. So there's a moment where the old seed is rotting and the new grass is beginning to form 
And that's a mushal for the moment of Yeshmeyayin, the transition from, from being the old to interrupting what the old is and beginning the new because of the interruption, which is called Meayin Leyesh. And then there's what's called Mikatnas Degadas, from small to big, that the grass is already growing and it needs life to extend the growth, and that uh, also comes from the Mazalas. Now, it's important to point out that we learn in Tanya about his Havas Bechorega, the constancy of creation every single instant. The idea of Hisavus Bechorega is separate from this because Hisavus Bechorega means that every single instant Hashem has created the world from a non-existential state into an existential state. And in each one of those instants, He's creating a particular blade of grass in a particular circumstance. First, it's the seed, then it's the rotting seed, then it's the rotted seed, and then it's the germinating new grass, and then and so on. In each instant, it's Me'ayin Liesh. So the, the, the steps of procreation follow a pattern of time and order, but each point is an overt and a direct mi'ayin liyesh, from a non-existential state into an independent existential state. That's the process. We're not speaking about that. We're speaking about it on a much lower level. That on the perspective of, of the world, the world exists, right? In our perception, in your perception, in my perception, we don't perceive that we're being created every instant mi'ayin liyesh. We perceive a certain continuum, a certain order, a certain form, and even a certain predictability to life. And in this process, First, a seed, a grass is born, and then it grows up and becomes bigger and bigger and bigger, and then it goes through whatever life cycle it's going to go through. So the seminal moment, the moment where the grass is initially created, would be the yesh moment. And the development from smaller to bigger would not be a yesh moment anymore. It would be a yesh yesh moment. So the Rebbe argues, he divides it up into two. That when you say, which means that every literal, every physical blade of grass has a galgal and a mazel, which is sustaining it. The Rebbe is going to say it exists on both levels, not only on the yesh me'ayin level, which means the moment when that grass is born from a non-grass, but also in the yesh me'ayin, as that little grass becomes a bigger grass. And that's how the Rebbe presents it. He's like, v'hainu. You can ask a question. The Bishlema, it's acceptable to me, it makes sense to me. When you talk about the creation of that particular blade of grass from a non blade when it was not yet a blade of grass, she is Hava, that it should be formed and created. It should be formed in a way which is appropriate for this physical world. Move when it's understood. Pass through the Muslim. Why? So the Rebbe doesn't really explain. But you have this L'cha'eda in the Actus Hashem, where the Samachzedek is explaining Yesh Mayayin. And in that Maimir, where the Samachzedek explains Yesh Mayayin, the Samachzedek explains that Yesh Mayayin, of Kalaman, creates Yesh Mayayin by passing through Mamala Kalaman. In other words, every creation has a definition and a limitation and a complexity. The definition, limitation, the complexity of each creation accounts for its form. The yeshmiyayin accounts for its matter, for its substance, for its actually being physical. So by the seve passing through the mamale, the creation A exists, which is attributable to yeshmiyayin, B it exists in its finite form that's limited and sustainable and appropriate within the framework of the world. 
So the Rebbe says, Yeshmeyayin has to pass through the Mazolis. Why? Because the Kvayachal, the Abish created the world, Yeshmeyayin. Without passing through the Mazolis, the creations would not be on the level that this physical world needs it to be. So the Rebbe's point is number one, the Yeshmeyayin aspect, the creating a grass where no grass existed before, has to happen through the Mazolis so that the grass would be created as a physical grass. But once that grass has been produced on the seminal level, before there wasn't the grass, and now there is a grass. First there was an ayin, and now there was a yesh. Now you have to make that little grass bigger. So, The mazel isn't creating the, the grass from the ayin state to the yesh state. And our Rebbe would add one important word, which Lachedah does not say in Tanya, that the mazel doesn't only create the grass from the level state, from the state of Ayin to the state of Yesh. But now that the grass is small, it produces, it gives life for the further sustaining of the, of the grass. The grass has already sprouted. The mazel is not speaking to the grass and saying, appear spontaneously from non-existential state. It's a small grass and has to be made larger. And the Alter Rebbe's argument is, if there is no grass, to whom will each mazel speak and say, to each individual grass, specifically, spontaneously appear. Now, if you look in Alter Rebbe, the impression you'll get is that the Yeshban comes from Hashem. And the Yeshmiyesh comes from the mazel. And the Rebbe spins it. He says, of course the Yeshmiyan comes from the mazel. It has to. In other words, the Yeshmiyan comes from the Ebishter, but it has to pass through the mazel so that the Yesh, which is emerging from the Ayin, should be a physical Yesh. So the Rebbe reverses what seems to be the, the presumed and reasonable suppositions of the Tanya. The presumed and reasonable suppositions of the Tanya is that Yeshmiyan comes from, from Atmos or Malchus, the two different Ephanim in the Tanya, and the Yesh Yesh comes from the Mazel. And the Rebbe flips it, he says that the Yesh Ayin comes from the Mazel as a must, as a certitude. Why? Because of the Yesh Ayin, the Kerech safe, which comes from Eir, and it's triggering the Yesh Mi'ayin, which is Ba'aretz, to create new life that has to come from Atmos. But you want that new life to be physical. So the Kerech, which comes from Atmos, which is triggered by the Eir, and is sprouted by the Oretz, to produce a grass has to come through the filter of the mazel to produce a physical grass. Once that grass exists, now the grass has to go mikatnas the gadlus. So the question is, do you need the mazolis for that as well? And the Alter Rebbe says, yes. Now, the way the Rebbe sings it here is the exact opposite, arguably, the way this idea is sung in Tanya. But the Rebbe, every time the Rebbe speaks, he's bayriyelimis. The Rebbe is saying, of course the yesh meyayin has to pass through the mazolis. The shaila is why the yesh yesh, and he continues. And the move on the question becomes, that the initial creation of the grass, even though it comes has to pass through the mazolis of a certainty, because otherwise the grass wouldn't be physical. But once the grass exists as a physical thing, why is it not sufficient that the life should come through lesser screens? It doesn't have to necessarily be through the mazolis. So the Maimon explains further that not only does the Yeshmi'ayin aspect of the creation of the grass have to pass through all of the screens, including the screen of the Gechav of Mazales, 
but even the mekatnas, the godless, is simply the existent grass becoming from smaller. The bigger has to pass through the mazoles. Shekiv and Shebiri, that's the air, whom is abum, is gashim, is light, the sense becomes more dense and more physical. Lachain kol, inyin, shalashpa, be'elamazeh, every aspect of giving life to this world. Le'irak benegel is havos adava, not only the creation of physical things. Like I said before, my source for the way I'm understanding this is the Maimet Achtos Hashem. Where the Tzemach Tzedek explains that Yesh Me'ayin, which comes from Seib of Kalalman, has to be filtered through Memale Kalalman to create a Yesh Me'ayin, which is physical. So the need for the Mazl and the Koychav, Mazl and the Galgal, as a necessary screen for the Yesh Me'ayin to create a physical thing is more logical as the Rebbe understands it. But even the Mekatnas, the Gadas, the life that's going to help the grass get larger also needs to be through the Mazolas. Because otherwise the life would be too potent. So Bekitzet, in short, physical life as we know it lives from the life that comes from the Yichavim Mazolas, both the, emerge, the emergence of new life from where life wasn't and the development of that life from small to big. Now of course everybody knows chemistry, biology, that the way life develops is all explicable through various physical processes that provide the energy and the chemical components for the development of life and the creation of cells and the development of cells and so on and so forth. What we're talking about is the equivalent of what we call a neshama. A human being has a soul. The biological person can be explained in science rather comprehensively. But we argue that that entire biological person cannot exist based on the laws of chemistry and biology alone. It's too it's supernatural. And the reason it works is because inside that entire very complex and very exact and very understandable process, there's, a, there's life. And the life is the neshama, not the chemistry. And the same is true of grass. And that the neshama of the grass, the physiology of the grass has to do with water and, and carbon and phosphorus and whatever other components are necessary to the development of the grass. But there's a neshama in the grass. And the neshama of that grass comes from the mazolis. And the Rebbe argues that the neshama of this grass, which comes from the Abishtit and passed through the mazolis, is both in the stage of the initial emergence of a grass and then the further developing of that grass, mikatnas lagadas. The previous Rebbe concludes, This is a great descent, a great compromise, great diminution. Godliness comes down in a state of hiddenness and obstruction that is so great. Through the multitude of hiddennesses and concealments of the many, the multiple steps of the chain of that manifests in a superficial and material flow of life to sustain physical things. And the Rebbe concludes, which explains that Kivan Zuhi This is a substantive decline and descent. And as far as this is concerned, he This is the wonder. And godness reaches even here. And that's step two. doesn't only mean that ain't safe is manifest in the shamas as their separate malakus. Ain't safe means that godliness is revealed even in a world that's created in Nasiya through so many Allah's Vestadim, including the Ayan Sodom and the Yachavamazos. But that's not the bottom yet. It gets lower. 
and the lower is klipa. And this is what he says now in Peirik Vavini. Avshirida Hanal, but we discussed in chapter 5 that not only is there a bia of Neshamas, but there's a bia of Kechavim Mazalis, which is Lamata Dein Takas, it's a very, very low level of uh, godly presence. And over there we say, Ain't safe, Lamata Dein Takas. Even this descent, this continues to be in such steps that are either they're also kedusha, but very little, they're not kedusha, they're related to kedusha because they have properties of kedusha. If you're in Tanya chapter six, you know that kedusha is bit. So you can have very very limited living things whose understanding is very finite. And they have a little bit. So if they're Kedusha, they're b- bottle. If they're Shaykh to Kedusha, they're not bottle, but they're not anti bottle. And therefore, Ein Zu, Yirida, Chitach, Mamish. This is not yet the lowest descent. And therefore, you're going to have now step three and step four, which is Lamata, Dein Tachas, literally of Klippa. And in Klippa, you have two levels step one in Klippa, a Klippa that doesn't know God at all. And step two, a cleaper which knows God to rebel against him. even further. And he brings us what's going to amount to step three and step four in this concept of the Mata Adin Tachlis. even a greater descent. that passed through many contractions, hiddennesses, and obstructions. something can emerge, which is It's the opposite of godliness. It's not very diminished, but it's the opposition of godliness. Now, of course, the thing that you must always remember is who's responsible for klipa, and the answer is the Eibishter. Why is there not in the world? Hashem made it, and Hashem makes it. You have a tiny chapter 22 because of and all the other steps until you have Golos and so on and so forth. And Al Rebbe says they they put him in the Rishonim. Shav Abdi B'Sachat Avatzadikim. The Eibush to create a klipa. There should be Bchira Chavshes. Or in the Lashon Ahmed, there's Dein Lei Hanin Lei. The Eibush doesn't like klipa, and even though he doesn't like klipa, he makes klipa because he needs it. So the Eibush to make something which he hates, and he makes this something which he hates because he needs it in order for the purpose of the world to be realized. What does he make that he hates? He gives life to an entity whose whole reality is the denial of Elokos. And then this is of these two steps. Number one, to forget about the Ebishter at all. The lowest clippers don't know the Ebishter. Like you have in the Maimorim, that everything is aware that it's living. But not everything is aware that the living that it has is from God. So you don't know the Ebishter. If you don't know the Ebishter, it's clipper. Because as we learned in Tanya chapter 6, I mentioned a minute ago, Kedusha is bittel, and Klippa is not bittel, that's all. You don't have to be bad to be Klippa, you have to just not be good. If you're not bottle, you're Klippa. So the idea that there's Klippas that forget about Elokus is already Klippa, even though it's not fighting against Elokus, it's simply not aware that its whole Metzias is coming from Elokus, that's already Klippa. I don't know God, that's already Klippa. But it gets worse. It's even worse. We're talking about Klippa that says, The river belongs to me and I created the river. Now, this is a combination of two psukim as it's brought in the 
This is one pasuk in Yecheskel. I forgot how the pasuk was. There's a whole arich in the Rebbe and the Maimorim. And then the Rebbe's notes. Pare created the river, and the river created Pare. This is not fresh in my mind, and I don't have Sfarim, so I can't look it up. So I don't, I can't speak to it very precisely. But the Nakuda is that Pare believed in a real separation between him and Hashem. Between, even though there's an Eibishter, his existence is independent from the Eibishter, and he has his own individual separate power that he creates with which with he creates. And the Rebbe concludes, That's a lie. To forget the Eibishter is not a lie, it's just a fact. To argue that I don't need the Eibishter, I'm independent of the Eibishter, that's a lie. Now, of course, think about it. A klipa that doesn't know God has no awareness. A klipa that knows God and rebels against him does have an awareness. So in terms of sophistication, the latter is better than the former, right? To be smart enough to know that there's an Eibishter and to tell yourself I don't need him is more sophisticated than to not know there's an Eibishter. But in terms of its rikhuk, its distance from the Eibishter, in terms of its lack of bitl, there's nothing lower than you know the Eibishter and you rebel against him. Like Yevon Tanya chapter 24, where the Alter Rebbe argues that some physical klipas, the attack are very, very bad, but they're not Yehidim Mitzrebeinam, they don't know the Eibishter, and they're not Machavim Limrit, but not rebelling against the Eibishter. They were just created in such a way that this is their, this is their Teva. Their Teva is that they don't know what it costs, they have no bitl. And like he brings the apostle of Kudosa Yezbarach, Shamarucham, the Eibishter creates every klipa with a certain kudah, with a certain life, and it keeps them. So you have klipas, physical animals, let's say, that are in a certain degree of evil. They'll never be better. They'll never be worse. Because the Abishta made them in a certain way. They don't know Hashem. They're not rebelling against the Abishta. They're not coming close to the Abishta. They are what they are. And then you have klipas that are more ruchniyazdik, that they know Hashem. And some of them will say, like Bilam says, Hashem, right? Bilam was a big rasha. And Bilam was a klipa. But he told Meshach, he told Balak, if Hashem doesn't let me, I can't do it. And then you have Amalek. Amalek is Yedeya he knows the Eibishter. And he doesn't say, he says, ever be ever, I will defy and defy. Because not only, even though I know the Eibishter, not only am I not bottled to the Eibishter, I can defy him. I can be of Tzalachas with the Eibishter. I can be an ingrate. So spiritually, Knowing God is more sophisticated than forgetting God. But mystically, it's far lower. And then Ibu, your distance from Kedusha, the way you see it in Tanya chapter 24, the klipa that has free will and chooses to go against Hashem is is even lower. So there's the klipa that's not battle to Hashem. And there's the klipa that's defiant of Hashem. Although in some ways he's smarter, but in other ways, he's more evil because he's further from Achtos because he's not just not knowing Achtos, he's defying Achtos, he's going against Achtos. And that's what this is about. The MSU, the truth is, this is from the previous Rebbe's Maimit, that Yivarach can give us Pari, that the Baruch that Pari has. What was the that Pari gave? That Yankov was going to get party in Pasha's Vayigash, Borche, the Bracha was, he yelled and kneels across it, that the river, the Nile, should ascend towards him. And this ended the famine. Who Hashbar Sateva El Yashinim Shach was a supernal good. 
that Yaakov Avinu gave to Pari. And all Pari had to do was say thank you. And instead of Pari saying thank you, Pari spun it, that this was all him. He took the Baruch of Yaakov Avinu and he dissociated that Baruch from Yaakov of the Ebesh Tekvayochel and said that's an Eviyasiyet. That's not just not knowing God, that's defying God. And defying God is worse than not knowing Him. You hear it? Pari is the king of all narrators and all limitation who ate. It's not just a clipper that doesn't know what the course, but it's a clipper that's kfuitever, that denies the good that God gives him. He's an ingrate. And he says, And again, I don't remember the particular of this. The river belongs to me, and I created the river. The river created me. Which is, hey, it's a denial of the truth that ultimately, even though the Abish that allows Pari to be Pari, He's the reason Pari exists, and Pari struts around and says, I did it all. He takes it from Yankov Avinu, and he denies Yankov Avinu. made in safe life, comes from the ain't safe. Like I said to you before, hates Klippa, and nevertheless, he needs the Klippa. Hashem, giving life to everything includes even Klippa and even Klippas that are ungrateful. But the life of Kedusha, because of the Ribitim Tzumim and the Yacherayim and the Makif and the Golos, descends and is made dense and physical and flows through the constellations. Through the orbits and the constellations, which he spoke about in Pedic, hey, something which is not only removed from a locus, but is fighting against the locus. The AIDS is not only that, it's possible to be against godliness, but it's conceivable that the reason is against godliness because any day is He doesn't know what God is. And therefore, his his intent to rebel is not defiant. that in that instant even though he's fighting against the Lukus, you're not going to call him such an ingrate because he doesn't know what he's fighting against but there's even level lower than that he knows God nevertheless he's rebelling in Tanya chapter 24 this goes on he doesn't have Eda so the Rebbe is really dividing it up into three levels number one a clipper that doesn't know the Ebeshter Number two, a klipa that fights against the Abishter because he doesn't know what the Abishter is. And number three, a klipa who fights against the Abishter knowing what the Abishter is. And this is the lowest. So the previous Ebbish Mami did these four steps. There's the Neshama, there's the Galgal and the Kichavim, there's Shekeh Halalakus, and then there's Meded Belakus. The Rebbe divides Meded Belakus into two levels, the Meded Belakus, which is Eni Yedei and the lower level is the Meded Belakus, which is Yedei Yedei that the previous that brings this mime the dog my part of the example part of the right that yod that he knew shali yosani let's cross the reason that now was rising up to him was mitad birchas he denied that truth because he preferred to be yesh an independent entity umetzias and a form Leirak bifne atzme not only way which has some independence, which means I'm also a matias. And the gamblei he was saying li erev niasisina. There's no God. It's all me. It's not only I have some independence. There's nothing but me. The ultimate ingrate. A man comes and he redeems the world from one of the worst famines in history, 
and you just deny his contribution, and of course that man's koyach was not his own, that man's koyach was the koyach of the Eibishter, Yankov Avinu, and you take all the credit, you say, take all the credit for separation. That's the worst klipa. Not only you forgot about Alakus, not only you're fighting against Alakus, but you know what Alakus is and fighting against Alakus wantonly and deliberately and intentionally and maliciously. It's the lowest klipa. Page Tzadikov, and the Rebbe explains it. In case you don't understand just how bad this is, let me explain it further. And the Rebbe focuses on the river of the Nile, on the Nilus. What the Rebbe is going to do here is this is the tale of the middle of the Rebbe, right? This page, this paragraph. Right? The Rebbe brings all the Rebbeim and the Vasilagani. This particular is the middle of the Rebbe. And he's going to speak specifically about the river of the Nile that it says in Sukkim that four rivers come from Ganadin. Shema Echad Pishain, the first of these four rivers is Pishain, and Pishain is Nilos. And the Rebbe is going to argue that she, the middle of the Rebbe says, Shema Echad Pishain, the first river is Pishain, means that of all the four rivers, Nilos is closest to Kedusha. And yet from Nilos it comes such denial. There can be no greater chutzpah than knowing Hashem as well as the Nilos is able to know Hashem because of its proximity to the Abishtad, and then dedicating itself to the denial. Those, the middle of the Rebbe is going to explain the mile of Nilos. By explaining the mile of Nilus, he's going to explain even more the chutzpah of Pare. That's what's going to work. Let's explain even deeper what it means that Pare was such an ingrate that not only did he forget about Elokos, not only did he fight against Elokos, but he knew what Elokos was and nevertheless fought against Elokos. He explains the river of the Nile. Bracket. Shazehu, that by speaking about the river denial, the middle He's alluding to the fact that the brach of the Nile, which Pare had, came from Yankov Avinu. That what was the nature of the bracha? He blessed him that the Nile should rise up to him. It doesn't seem to be that important in the Maimir that the Nilus Brocha to Pade came to Yankiv. The Maimir nevertheless points it out because it wants to bring out the big chutzpah of Pade. It would have been sufficient to say that Yankiv's Brocha was emphasizing that the Brocha has to do with the Nilus is bringing out the Godla Chutzpah the Goydel HaKlipa of Pari. Dehine. Hayeir Hazeon HaNilos. This river is the Nilos. Shuanor HaRishen. It's the first of the four rivers which comes out of Ganeidim. Medal Danahor. The Sheitzim in Nahor. That come out of the initial river. Sheitzim in Eden. That comes out of Eden. Lahashkesh has a gun. To irrigate the garden. The way it works in Chumash is this one river. And this river is Kedusha. Which comes from Eden which is Chachma. And it flows into Ganeidim. And Bepashtas Ganeidim is Malchus. Now, Gan Eden is also Kedusha. But out of Gan Eden comes four rivers. Misham Yiporid. And these four rivers are not only Pirut, because they're four and not one. These four rivers are Pirut because they emerge from Gan Eden in such a way that they separate from Gan Eden, like Yatsamimen. They deny their connection to Gan Eden. So the Yiporid has two parts. A, it's four rivers and not one river. B, somehow these four rivers emerge from Gan Eden, which is getting higher from the Nahar, which is in a, in a way 
of disparateness, of separation, which allows for klipa. But the first of these four rivers, which is the closest to the Gan Eden, and therefore to the Nahar, and therefore to Eden, is Pishin. Who, Mashakoth of the Postal, says, Misham, he parted from Gan Eden. The river, which was one going into Ganeid, emerges as four. Vayalaba Rashim has four different heads. Shema Echad Pishan, the first of the four rivers is Pishan. And the river Pishan, which is Nilos because it's Echad, it's the first of the four rivers emerging from Ganeidin. Was in many ways still included and still one. The rivers emerging from Eden. It's a Chiddush in the middle of that there's four rivers emerging from Ganein, and these four rivers are beginning of Klippa, that's how it's explained in all of my modern. But they're not equal. The further the river is from the Ganein, the more complicated the period is. The closer the river is to Ganein, the more simple the period should be. Well, Nilus is the first. If Nilus is the first, in many ways, Nilus is tied in still tied into the Kedusha of Gan Eden and even to the Nahar, which is Yetzem Eden. So Nilus has a greater sense of life in Kedusha than any of the other Nahares. Vahainu, in other words, the Av Sheklolos Dalad Nahares, even though in general all four rivers in the same level, that Al-Ach Hashem Yisham each one of these four diversifies and separates. Mekomakam nevertheless, notwithstanding that on the one hand all four are equal in their separation from one another, and in their separation from their source, in as much as Pishin is the first. Harehu, this river denial, the river Nilas, the river Pishin, Adayin Kol, Alumis remains unified, included and unified. The river which is emerging from Aden, more than the others. And the Nahar is at that initial Nahar, Hayamashke was giving life, the whole Nechmod, to every tree of pleasantness, Hanatuabagan, which is in Ganeid. Valkain, and therefore says the Mitalarab, that the four rivers are not, the four rivers of Klippa that emerge from Kedusha are not e- equal. That not there, this first of the four rivers, must have a power to give life of Kolbachinus Enege Elian supernal delights. Hatev be etzem good on a level of etzem, can make all its nechmer v'tevachulu as it is in Ganeidin itself. So the Mitalebe says there are four rivers. Of the four, the first one is a continuation of the river which came into Ganeidin. So of the four, this first one is still really connected to Kedusha more than the other three. And it creates a pare who takes everything Kedusha gives. And says, I did it all myself, and denies the Abish did it all together. Which explains on the one hand, how extraordinary the Baruch of the Yankee Vipari. said that the river the Nal should have sent towards him, and that there should be irrigation in its time and no famine. This is not an ordinary Baruch. The Baruch of Nail is based on an extraordinary Baruch. The ultimate Baruch, because basically Yankee is giving Pari. Chayes from Kedusha, Hamshach Mebechino, drawing life from a category which is Klulo Mesachedes Ben Narshiyetzemiyedin. It's included in one with the river that's not coming out of Gan Eden, but that's coming out of Eden, Mamish, which is sustaining Gan Eden, which is Tainu Ka'elyin, and all of this underscores the degree of Pares Chutzpah. Pares Klipa. And he's getting chayes from Kedusha. And he's getting chayes from Kedusha in the most direct way. He, he sees that Yankov Avinu's bracha is not just a Gashmi's dikabracha, 
but it's a Baruch which is connected to Kedusha and he spins a web and it creates a confusion and a uh, a fog so that on the other side of that fog he runs around and says not only am I the source of all of my brachas, I'm an independent operator. I'm dependent on nothing and no one. No one sustaining. So this is the worst klipa. The worst klipa is not the klipa that denies God. The worst klipa is the klipa that knows God, knows God and defies. The degree of chutzpah, the chmamash gewaldik. And the Abish created that also. And that's the end of Lamata and the and he continues, Let's explain further what Yaakov gave Pari. That he was giving him Chayesh from Kedusha. And Pari went ahead and denied it and took all the credit himself, which makes him the ultimate Kvitoiva. Let's explain more the incredible Baracha that Yaakov gave Pari. And I want to tell you something. I, I, I learned this a few times, of course. And yesterday afternoon, you know what you're going to learn in the next paragraph, I think. You're going to learn that Pari was such a Rasha that he was prepared to cut off his nose to spite his face. Pari got all these brachas from Yankov Avinu. It was so important for him to dissociate from Yankov Avinu, from the Ebishter, that he was prepared to suffer the loss of those brachas so long as he could dissociate. In other words, his rishis, his evil of saying, I don't need God, his need to be independent from Hashem and not need Hashem at all was so great that he was prepared to forfeit all the good Hashem gave him so that he could take credit. In other words, he was prepared to destroy himself so he should be able to deny the Eibishter. And the Rebbe continues to explain the nature of the bracha that Yankov gave him, which is a Kedusha de Kebracha, Nils' Klippa. So the middle Rebbe says, but Nils is the first river and is therefore the closest to Kedusha. The Tzemach Tzedek is going to explain it even more. Why? Because the Tzemach Tzedek is going to say that not only is Pare getting Chayis and Kedusha because Nils is the first of the four Nahores, he's going to say Pare is getting Chayis and Kedusha because it's connected to Yidin. And Yidna Kedush. And as long as Yidna blessed, Pari is blessed. But because Pari cannot tolerate, Yidna should be blessed, he's prepared to cut off his own nose. Afzalachas. Yes, lo let's continue. But be your mindless at the explaining the incredible good. Shanim which was drawn from Yankov into Pari. In a way that was so bountiful in terms of its link with Kedusha, that it's, it's abhorrent to think of what kind of chutzpah Pari's denial was. They came to the Goyden Adar, a place on the way to Eretz Yisrael. They were carrying Yankee Ravino's remains from Eretz Mitzrayim to Marzah and they stopped at a certain point and they made a, a, another Levaya. Right, the Rashi says in Chumash that all the kings came and they put their crowns on top of Yankovino's order. And the, the Knaanim said, Oval covered Zalabashad, this is a very, very severe Avelis for Egypt. So the question, of course, becomes, Behegdim Kushas Hazeyad, it should Oval Yisrael Mebayale. How is it an Egyptian mourning? How is it an Egyptian uh, sadness? It's a Jewish sadness. Yankov died, passed away. My time on the Mitzrayim asks, why do we say it's an Eva for Mitzrayim? 
As long as Yankov was alive, have a Yankov, Mitzrayak was in Egypt, is Borech, Arab, Beginay, the land was blessed because of him. Valda, and when Yankov passes away and that ceases, Mitzrayim of the Avelusa, the Avelus came from Egypt. Behind you, in other words, the Avelus was not that Yankov passed away, the Avelus was that the Baracha passed away. Shaheval Hoya, the Mourning was for the fact that Histalkus Habracha and Amshechas Miyankov Yankov's passing meant the departure of the Bracha, like it says in the Postig Vavarach Yankov's party. So, before Yankov passes away, Yankov is still alive, and Birchas Yankov is coming to party. And party is playing a game that allows him to take full credit for it. Which you'll see later on. But first, let's talk about the bracha. explains the nature of the bracha to Yankee was she is This is what the Tzemach Tzedek is adding. The Mitle Rebbe says that the chayes of klipas come from the chayes of kedusha. Tzemach Tzedek says the chayes of klipas come from the chayes of kedusha through a yid. As long as you don't enslave the Jewish people, the Jewish people are free. The Jewish people have bracha, and that bracha spills over to Klippa. The Yankov Kayim Ba'am as long as Yankov was alive, Yankov's presence in this world did not allow any Goy to dominate a Yid. And the Rebbe says, It was good for Mitzrayim, because it was, tevli Yisrael, it was good for Yidin, and the good of Mitzrayim depended on the good for Yisrael. And of course, under those conditions, Vyalo and the Tzutim, the sparks are going to be elevated. Kamesha calls of Lifne, as it says earlier, I'm assuming in the Zayat. Shabrocha Zuhi, the blessing that Yankiv gave the Pharaoh, Egypt, that as long as Yankiv lived and Yidin were free, Yankiv's, Yidin's blessing spilled over into Mitzrayim's blessing was in such a way, it's bringing godliness which is higher than Shvira Sakelim and higher than the Tikkun. It allowed the elevation of sparks. And in that elevation of sparks, Kedusha benefited and Mitzrayim benefited. The Aliyah was not only to the sparks Kedusha were extracted from Mitzrayim, but Mitzrayim itself was uplifted. And the nature of that upliftedness was a material bounty, a material abundant blessing. Why? Because of cohabitation, because of proximity. It's the notion of being l'tzavis as It's a lashon chazal, right? It's a it's a gemarim brachas. Tzavis means to serve, but tzavis means to be connected, like tzavsavachiber, connected. When you're a servant of a master, you serve that master, and you're close to that master. Serving that master makes you subservient. Proximate to that master means that you draw from the good that the master himself has. It's written in the Gemara, top of Tzadik Zayin. Now, the entire world created to be a support for Zeh, for a Yid. The Koyel Kalechid was on every single human being. Every person said the world was created for me, and all of creation serves every single Yid. And now the Rebbe narrows it down. He brings the Pirisha Mishnayis, Larambam, Pirisha Mishnayis, Larambam, Pirisha Mishnayis. Now again, I don't have Svarim because I'm not home. So I didn't look it up. Shetach has B'yasei Lim Kul, the end purpose creation of the whole world is B'shvili Yestzavis, B'chavrusa, Lisha Chocham. There's one Chocham. One Rebbe. And our Mitzvah is to be Tzavsa, to be close to and to serve that Chocham and give the Chocham what he needs. But in being close to that Chocham, 
and given their chacham what he needs, we get abundant life. A move, and it's understandable. Of course, the fact that we serve the chacham is advantageous to the chacham. But moreover, this association affects an advantage also. Any person has enough seichel to be adherent, connected to the chacham. Pari comes along and defies it all. Mashink and Achiras Talkas Yankiv Yankiv passes away. That Nishtab, Duamitzi, and Bissol, the Egyptians began to enslave the Jewish people. And what does it cause? The collapse of Egypt. That's the Rebbe's word. They're getting Chayas from Kedusha. And the getting Chayas from Kedusha is coming really not to you, it's coming to Yid. And if you're Tzavis Lazer, you'll also benefit. And they went ahead and enslaved the Jews. And by enslaving the Jews, the Jewish people lost their chayis. And who lost the most? Pari lost. So the way I'm understanding the spirit of these words is that Samach Tzedek is explaining how the chayis of Pari came to Pari through Yankov Avinu and through Yidin, which is another version of what the Mittal that I've said, that the Nahar Pishin is the closest to the Nahar Yetzim Eidin that's coming from Kedusha. But now we're talking about the Islapshis and Yidin who were physically living in Mitzrayim. And Pari was prepared to hurt the Jewish people which would cut off his supply of life so long as he could say, I don't need God. The God of Zalahemet ultimately caused, I am five lines in the top of page, Sadiq Zagin, Shohuku Asaramakas. They were beaten with ten makas. Kamalok with etzba, ten makas is with a finger of a chulu. Why did that bring us? I don't know. Again, we get another one. Yankovina passes away and get high over the Mitzrayim Gamkin. Mitzrayim mourned the loss of Broch. So it turns out, the Baruch of Yankov is in two aspects. That if the Baruch is coming to Pari through Yankov and through Yidin, Kedush is not covered over. Which would happen if the Egyptians would choose to enslave the Jewish people. Had the physical blessing of Mitzrayim, they're able to clarify and uplift the spirit of Kedusha, which was in Mitzrayim, and in so doing, Mitzrayim became Litzavis Lazan, they also benefited. The second was Ideas, it tells Gamla Pari, Egypt, and all the fair and all of Egypt gained. And this was a choice. They didn't have to. If Egypt doesn't enslave the Jews, the bracha continues. Because the Zayr says that Yankiv's bracha didn't allow them to enslave Yid. Yankiv's passing away didn't compel them to enslave Yid. If they don't enslave Yid, and Yid remain free, and Yid continue, party benefits. What Yankov didn't allow to happen was that they should enslave Yidin. The enslaving of Yidin was a step in the direction of Yidin losing cultural Mitzrayim. And therefore the Tzaves, Lozeh, is not going to provide Mitzrayim with bounty. So the way I'm understanding, the Shtikel Lamaimah, Pari was literally cutting off his nose to spite his face. Abi nisht Yidin, Abi nisht Eibishter. V'lachin ach, and it's passes away. The blessing of Yankiv, which did not allow the Jews to be enslaved, which sort of forced Egypt to have the bracha, was gone. 
And step one was his chilu hamitzriim lishtabed b'yisrael. Egypt begins to enslave the Jewish people because ideas have sidu sevko sevko and it hurt them more than anything else. That leiraka they not only lost the advantage of nasa the insavas that they should be adjacent, they should be proximate to kedusha and draw extra chayes from kedusha. Moreover, they resulted in them being destroyed. The moment of Yankov's passing, when the possibility of enslaving Jews was introduced, it was Oval Kovad Lemitzrayim. Egypt is mourning, not the death of Yankov. Egypt is mourning, if you want to put it in different words, the new test that they have, the possibility of enslaving Jews. Because that test is going to result in them literally cutting off their nose to spite their face. And whether they knew it or their muzzle knew it, there was an Avelis. That's how big a Russia party is. He's going to destroy himself. He'll destroy the Kedusha also. This is the Messiah. I'll burn myself, but I'll take away I'll take away the reverence for Kedusha. And this is what's going on here. Says the Rebbe, Mizeh Muvan Gam. All of this explains. Benegel Hamavur Behemchechayelulu. What the previous Rebbe is explaining in his mind, when you talk about Ein Seif Lamata Adein Tachlis, but in this Pedic Pedic Yud Gimel, he's not teaching us the Ein Seif Lamata Adein Tachlis. He's teaching us the Lamata Adein Tachlis. How bad a klipa they be created. Shekoyel Ayerida Lamata Yes. It's a reference to the degree to which Kedusha can descend to sustain klipa. That Mikivan Shoyse eats a party as it comes till party. Again, I don't know exactly how to translate these words. The river belongs to me, and I created the river, the river created me. The point is, I not only am separate from the Ebishter, I have no association whatsoever. The truth was the Bracha comes from Yankavavinu. And the way the Tzemach Tzedek explains it, it not just comes from Yankavavinu, it comes from Yidin, who survived Yankav's passing. Which meant that in theory, Pari could have sustained that condition of Tuveretz Mitzrayim, but it had given out Russia. And he couldn't, not he couldn't stand Yidin, he couldn't stand Bittl. So he was prepared to deny that the fact that the Chais is coming from Malakus, even though in the end it would hurt him, because he had to be separate from the Ebishter. Shabar, Choyshal, there's the cross of the Brach, whether the river did not rise up to him, which is Ashpaz, Takas, Atev, Elian, the Gedusha, it's bringing an incredible good to Klip, which is Mamish coming from Gedusha. Which, as the myth, the rabbi explained that it's not Yitzemi Eden, that the river Pisha, the river Nilus, is coming directly from Gan Eden, and that, and then, that's the middle of the rabbi. And the Tzemach Tzedek adds that the Chayes is coming from Kedusha to Mitzrayim, and it's Behislapshus and Yidin. And Tmur, as Eze Eretz Mitzrayim, Ervas Haaretz, and if Mitzrayim has Seich, and they acknowledge that they're getting Chayes not from Nohar Pisha, but from Nohar Yitzemi Eden. If they acknowledge that the Lezavis has had the Kedusha and Yitzavis Lezelis Chabad ala Kedusha, that if Pari is able to accept the need for Kedusha to exist, he should have material bounty. Ad Letachas Hatev the Kedusha, it would be the best thing for Mitzrayim. So Pari, I'll suffer, I'll self-destruct, but I will not acknowledge my dependency. Nevertheless, as a Paul, it's a part of the effect that this requirement for Bittl by Pari was Lamer, he preferred to say, Li, Eid, even as he seen he not, only I'm a separate from the Abishter. I don't need the Abishter at all, which is an Hogish or Kofi, Tevim, Tachas, the ultimate ingrate. And ultimately, this hurt Padim more than anything else. 
So that you have four steps, as I explained it to you earlier, in Matadin Tachel. Step one is Nisham Yisrael. Step two is the Yagalim and the Mazolis. Step three is Shekech and Lakim Lagamri. And step four is Yudeyas Rebein Yemechav and Limredbe. And the Rebbe concludes the Gamba Daga Hitachtenazu at this low level, Yeshni Dinisith Matadin Tachel, as the Rebbe, Godness has revealed, as you'll see with Shem next year. Then the Rebbe continues in Siv Zayin, the bottom of page Sadik Zayin. Now it's interesting that this is in the Maimon from the Friyidiki Rebbe, the longest tarichas. A big chunk at the end of the Pedic is what the Rebbe puts into one shorter Pedic. The Avoida. And what's the Avoida? The Rebbe says that in Lamata, the Intachlis, you have four levels. You have Neshamis. You have the fact that Makabal Chayis from Kedusha or Shayach le Kedusha to the Kechava Mazalas. You have the idea of Shekech Alalakus. And you have the idea of Yedei Asribeinu Mechavan Limridbe. So the Rebbe says these are very low levels in Klippe. But everything you have, Bedakis or Bedakis, Dedakis, Bedakum and Adaka, there's a Hasidish story. But the Hill Paracha, it's a Sharfa Sharfa Maisa. Um, I guess I'll tell the whole story already that uh, Reb Hill went to the Alter Rebbe. And Reb Hill knew that the say the way the Alter Rebbe was that the first Yechidus was Nigla. You would go into the Alter Rebbe and the Alter Rebbe would say to you, what questions do you have? And in front of the the Baruch Mordechabreisker, if you would say to the Alter Rebbe, you know, Lenin Kenach Fein, the Baruch Mordechabreisker told the Rebbe, Ich nicht gekommen da I didn't come here for Yoni Lomdes. I came for Yoni Avoido. So the Alter Rebbe told him, Isaiah the Seder, the Ersh Yechidus is Nigla. So that's what Rebbe Palch appeared to Kashis, as we know the story of Mesech the Erechen. And he figured he'll meet the Alter Rebbe, he'll ask him questions. But he kept on missing the Alter Rebbe, so he went ahead of the Alter Rebbe and hid under the table. And he was waiting for the Alter Rebbe to walk into the room, and he would come out from his hiding place, and he would ask him, he'll be Matthias Kashis and Mesech the Erechen. And the Alter Rebbe broke his policy. He walks into the room, and before he could come out, he hears the Alter Rebbe's Koil HaKodesh and the Alter Rebbe says a young man was at Fragis or Shailas and Mesech Te'erich and Dafsech Fira Alein Meirach Zayin a young man was questioned that Mesech Te'erich should better look at himself first so Abil fainted by the time he came to the Alter Rebbe was gone and he never saw the Alter Rebbe and the Hasbara Shebedover and again this is of course B'der HaChefshel is because Abil was not the Alter Rebbe he was the Mitla Rebbe so he was Mason Nefesh, going to the Mitla Rebbe. His Rebbe, the Matla Chernobyl, told him not to go when he went anyway, and he risked his life. Anyway, he comes to the Mitla Rebbe, and he goes into Yechidas, and he starts to be Matziah, his Inyonim. Like the Dagdom of Tanya, the Inyonim of a Chassid Bamadrege. So the Mitla Rebbe tells him, Hillel, though is the Seder at the Ersh Yechidas, that from Fragen are taking of Khan. That the first Yechidus by the Mitla Rebbe was very different, but the Alter Rebbe, the first Yechidus is Nigla. By the Mitla Rebbe, the first Yechidus, a Tikkun of Khan, of Chatas Nurim, like the Rebbe said in the first Maimir, Zachar was under a Hob Medzaytzaton, as the Rebbe said it. So Rebbe Hill Paraj told the Mitla Rebbe, I have no Khan. Rebbe Hill Paraj got married at the age of 12. They called him the Chelamayat, because he wore a talus before he was sitting on film. He told the Mitla Rebbe that the Shkashaychas made them. 
So the middle Rebbe said, "Ich mein is grobe chan." As if Yevan, "Ich mein bedakes or bedakes the dakes." I don't mean crude and coarse. Chatas nurim like Ivan, like a goy. I mean fine and even finer. Why am I telling this story? Because the Rebbe is now going to explain the worst kind of avodah zor al derech avodah. The worst kind of klipa is not that you forget about the Eibishter, but that you know about the Eibishter and defy him wantonly, deliberately. And if you learned earlier in the Shir, even if you're cutting off your own nose, you're spiting yourself, abinish talakus. So the Rebbe is now going to follow that up by saying, The whole point of the fear of the Eibishter is making a day in collecting the eights at Ha'elyon and using it to fight the Muhammad of Muhammad's Nitzachan of Lassasle is Barach Diribatahtene. So the Rabbi continues and he says that he moving it's understood. Shagam Hamedumber Aidis Pare. Well we discussed about Pare, which is so loathsome. It's low and loathsome. It's so abominable. For a person to hate the idea of bitling himself to the Abishtar. That he's prepared to ruin his own life. Abinish and then Ken and the Abishtar. So long he's not going to recognize the Abishtar. Pari is going to destroy the whole Mitzrayim so that he's not going to have to concede that he's getting Bitchais in the Abishtar. So the Rebbe said it's also Shaykh Baveda Sa'adam. It's also Shaykh in a person's Avaida. But then it's not a, the Madrega of Pari, it's much, much Eidelet. And that's what the Rebbe is now going to do. He's going to present us what is the Avaida parallel of the Ye'ed Liv Aniasisini. The idea that a person is such a yesh nemitzias that it can't be mevatan as yeshus at all. How you explain the loathsomeness of pare and the avoid of a yid? Obviously, it's on a much higher madrig. Find the meise. Echet mit mitl reb that there was a chaser of the mitl reb. It was a malamed, and the alter reb had given him a bracha for ashiras to be rich, but he didn't have a keli. He was a malamed. So the first year after the alter reb passed away, the mitl reb asked that he should read the megillah. And he read the Megillah, and he got to the Pasuk in the Megillah, Vayemer Haman says to himself, Who does the Abish the favor? Who does Melech HaKashvedish want to honor more than me? It's a big ball guy. So the Siddish Malamid. So he said, Vayemer Haman Balibe, Lemi Yachbet Zamelech Lasseh, and he couldn't control himself, and he blurted out, Feklipe, Feklipe. Now the Bittler never hated the spoilers, everything was inside. And when a person showed their spoilers, the mid, that means outer demonstrative emotion, the middle of the Rebbe was And all the Hasidim were sure that the next day is not going to let this man lay. So the next morning they came to the middle of the Rebbe, who should lay now? He says, what do you mean? Whoever laid last night? Naturally they were surprised, but So he went to lane, and I don't know if he said Fek Klipa a second time or not, but after the reading of Megillah, the middle of the Rebbe said, There's a minute to put on money for the Balkri of Megillah. And they made like a golden arendel, which is like a hundred dollars. It's a lot of money. And there were many, many ashidim in that shul. And they all put on a hundred arendel, a golden arendel. And in one afternoon, this man became rich. And the middle Rebbe says, Take emes, I don't like his spoilers. But this man had a brach without Rebbe for ashidas, and he didn't make a keli for it. So I wanted that my father's bracha should be mekoyim. So there's the fat clip of Haman. There's the fat clip of Pari. And there's the clip of Bedakas as it is by Yayid. And that's how the Rebbe is now going to explain what's the equivalent of this sense of separateness from the Abishtha, that by Pari in such a loathsome way, 
How is it by a yid in a higher way? Which is how the page finishes, and it's a big arichis. This maybe half a page. This is true also in the Vedas of the Mechalachet Vechet in every single person. Both both in business people. Each one has their own vulnerability, their own need to be weary of falling into the trap of Yeid Livani Asisini, as the Rebbe always tells the story. And he starts by explaining and the next paragraph you say he circled the words Yeshvayel. So this paragraph is Baliasokim, the next paragraph is Yeshua. And he explains by business people, where do you have? Badakum and Adaka, the idea that a person is so separate from the Abish that he cannot be grateful. And even though he knows everything comes from Hashem, he has to be ungrateful, says the Mashachesh of a person thinks, My strength and the power of my hand also made me my success. This person knows, and he taka believes, that all the successes of a person come from a lakus. makes us rich. mentions God Almighty's name. I'll call in every single word, every single thing within his business affairs. Somehow he reconciles in his own mind that at the same time he really believes. The keich ve eitzem yod, it's his own strength and it's his own power. Hainu de chachmasa yom dalei, that his wisdom has given him the strength to be successful. So he's basically playing a game with himself. He knows that it comes from the Eibishter, but it's not only the Eibishter. Vadaiya, the other guy doesn't have it, and I do have it. So it's a it's a bissele mir oich, you know, it's me a little bit as well. And as a result, when he's doing well, when he's making a lot of money, and everything, his whole substance, his whole reality becomes chutzpah. He has a gaiva, even if nobody else knows it, he feels so good about his wealth because he attributes his wealth to himself. And he brings the famous Torah from the beginning of the which of course is brought in so many my explains more at length. And this is the and the the says, what you do, you have to make a keli. So he's focused on the keli, and he made the keli. It's all about him. But Peter, the truth of the matter is that Kishatiske, you'll always remember Shadishem, Malikecha, that God Almighty, Peter. It means Shahu, that He, Hanez, and the Cholkasas Kechlas, He gave you your success, Velaytem, you should never say. It's not my strength, it's not the power of my own hand, which has brought me to success. Also, then and only then, Hashem blesses you with all of your successes. So there's a chap here. The chap here is just like he spoke by Pare. That if Pare admits that he gets chayes from the Eibishter through Yidin. And he allows Yidin to continue having Toveretz Mitzrayim. So then there is the idea, let's have Lazer, because of his adjacency, his proximity to the Yid, he also benefits. And how is it in Avoido that when I say the Eibishter gives me brachas, so I become Mitzavet Lazer to the Eibishter's brachas and I get more brachas. But if I cut that off, I say, nah, nah, nah. It's really me, so the moment it's really me. And I'm not 
connecting it. So the Abish there, so I'm losing the Latavis Lazed, the Brachas that come residually from the fact that I admit that Brachas Hashem Mitashem. And he continues and he says, the Indian aim Rebachal, the meaning of Hashem is going to bless you with everything that you do. Pirushit means that Kol, Himashi, Yasa, everything he'll do. Yalatev, Lazach is going to be good and successful, not only most things, not only some things. It's conceivable you say the extraordinary thing says Gambasi is Varukatnim does something very particularly small. In other words, Shis Asha Baesha Ravi Ottoman becomes very, very rich. Farvas. Because when he says, he admits that the Brah comes to Abishdir. So then he's Latavis Lazer, he's proximate to the Abishdir. And therefore, Bakalashatasa, literally in everything he undertakes, he sees Bracha, even huge Bracha. But it's predicated on the concession, on the admission of When the foolishness of a person makes him lie in his way, meaning he chooses a path of Sheker. He pursues the multiple thoughts of man, as if he himself, the, the Rebbe's Lashon is Tachbulas, he himself using all these kinds of schemes, all kinds of these tricks, all kinds of these Dreyanish to see success. And the source of it is he looks at the next year, and the other year has maybe more than him. And he thinks that that year has more than him because he's a bigger chevraman, because he's a bigger dreyer. So he's going to dreyer as well, without realizing it's all the Ebishter. So who this particular person pursues things of great wealth. Not according to his financial level where he doesn't need him at all. In his level and his standing and his condition. And he thinks to himself, It's all about his effort. Says the Rebbe, so when you cut off the Barach Avayelakecha, you take away the Letzaves Lazer, you take away that the Barach comes from the Ebishter. So if you have the Letzaves Lazer, so your belief that Barach of Nebishter affects that Bechol Ashatas, whatever you do, you're going to see success. But if you take away the Barach Avayelakecha, so then the Bechal Shasa falls, just like when Pari refuses to admit that his Panasa comes into a very time of Yidin, so they end up with the ten Makis. Azai, so then, Leizu, about this, not only, Shema Abed, as the the person forfeits, Oberach, as the Shema Lekacha Bechal Ashata, said that the Bechal Vakadish Baruch Hu manifests everything that the person does. So we only have some successes because when he's proximate to Barach Avayelakecha, so there's the Latavis Lazer aspect, and then there's Bechal Ashatas Abrach. When he takes away the Barach Avayelakecha, so the Latavis is missing, so the Bechal Ashatas is not. So you would think, okay, he has some Brachas, but not all Brachas. But the Nein, El Eid, Zeis, moreover, Shenech, Selegam, Benyana, Vagash, when a person can lose even basic material things. Legabi, Mashahoya, Adata, he ends up with less. Even than he had until now. Love it even possibly they love it. They didn't as he comes to a self harm. He puts himself in danger. Maybe the voice, but as the Rabbi Marash brings the example at the beginning of the Mayim Rabim, it's all predicated on his refusal to be Latavis Lazer, to say that the Barach Hashem is the basis for the Bechal Shatas. And as I'm sure you are aware, that first Pedic in the Mayim Rabim is based almost word for word on the Mayim Nebuchim. It all begins from the Hanach of Kechav Eitzim Yod. The Rebbe is correlating. The word of our Maimed is that if Padi admits that the Yidin's Bracha is the source of his Bracha, so he becomes Letzaves to Yidin. And by becoming Letzaves to Yidin, he has an extra Bracha. But in his refusal to accept that the Bracha is based on Yidin, he loses that Letzaves and then he ends up in Makiz. 
And the same is true here when you lose the Vachar Shamalakecha, so you don't have the Latavis Shamalakecha Baracha, and therefore you lose the Bechala Shatasa, and then something ends up with nothing. That is, that is the Klipa of the Yoishavayel, which in a Daka's Dika level is the equal to Pare. It's not as bad as Pare. Pari is destroying himself, Abid the Yidzon Nishfadira, that you shouldn't have. This is a little Eidele, but one is Nishtalsha from the next. And the Rebbe continues and he says, Umamsha Bahamaymir. The Rebbe Riyat then continues in the Maymir and he says, Who learned Hashem's Torah. So the Hatzlacha and the Alima Dateir is also connected to the Tzavis Lazer, to remembering that the Baracha and the Teir comes from the when they lose the Lazer, then they lose the Bechal You have in the Fidikra Besiches, the Eshte Yoren, the very beginning, Besiches are very sharp in the Russia. Tafresh Pei, Peyala, Pebez. And one of the things which appears in that early Besiches a few times is the expression that Ebesh is all healthen. Abish Asman Lenin, some of the Meshten Molts, Tzru Tref and Nichtik Hashem should help that the first time we learn. We should get the correct pshat. And what he's saying is that the ability to get the correct pshat the first time is the Rebishah Zalhelf. And the base of the Rebishah Zalhelfen is the Letzavis Lazaz, remembering that that's the source of it. And I just want to throw in before we read the Shtikel that the course is Kuntus of Mayan, Tezvav, and Tezayin are about the Yeshiv Oyel and all of his trials and tribulations and his Shtus of. Machazik Tevaliatsme and then Matstikesatsme and so on and so forth. You have similar ideas here, but the the uniformity of ideas is that Pare should have conceded that Panasa comes because of Yidin. And then he would get Kutlatavis Lazet. When he refuses to acknowledge Yidin, he loses Latavis Lazet, he ends up at Bakis. Similarly, a Yid learns Teda, as you remember that the Teda comes in the Nesena Teda, and that Latavis gives a Matzloch and his limit of Teda. And when you give up on that letzaves, so the limit of teda turns sour. And he says, "Agam chaleim teda." Person studying teda every day, Yeshu teda sashai. He, on the one hand, he knows the same as teda. Shmavad abu teda tchilavad. I made a bracha before he sat to learn the brachas of teda. Or because, and nevertheless, hari ef sher cholila. It's possible, God forbid. Shebekei achat teda, using the authority that he himself has from the teda. He says a law, which is the antithesis of Teda. Who? And it's exactly the parallel that we spoke earlier in the previous paragraph about a businessman. And he believes, and if that Koyach, the everything of the would become the basis for the Litzavis Lazet too, to Bechalashatase, but given good. But if he concedes everything of Nebishta, but at the same time the Chal Shatase is his own, he creates that break, says the Rebbe, who adds Lerach. By him, it's only a moon, a truth about basic faith, which of course I wrote on the margin. It's Al Derachan, Vapumachtat Rachamon, Akari, I believe in God, and I do whatever I want. Why? Because the faith has not been internalized, it's just a Tivius Dekemun. Because I'm not connected to the Litzavis Lazer. The foundation of his preoccupation in business. It's not appropriate if there must be appetite. He trusts himself too much. What happens is negative. Says the Rebbe, just like in the previous paragraph, when a Yid loses his Litzavis Lazer, not only there's no Bechol but there could be no Bracha at all, and it could be Faket. 
The person is learning Tehra. He's learning Tehra. The essence of his learning and the body of how he learns. The boy is not as it must be. Why? He's learning the Tehra. And as he's learning it, forgets about the giver of the Tehra with a capital of G. Why? The Tehra becomes strictly an intellectual thing. Like you have the Sipara Yadua with Reb, with Reb Meshe Meshel, Reb Avram, and Reb Meshe. Well, there was this father, he was very cold. And he was a big lantern, and the Maral Vestech warned him, and he was a big Balgaive, he didn't want. And he had two sons. The brighter of his son's name was Meshe, and he was very much like his father. And the less brighter of his son was Avram, he was more involved in Pnei Satayda, and Chesidus, and Kabbalah. And Meisha started fighting Nebuch. He went off the way completely. And the grandson of Avram went to to redeem him with the Hebrach and the Eron, the Eitzah from Rabbi Adam Bal Shem, Rabbi El Bal Shem. And how he does tshuva. And the Yisod of it all is that it was only brains. There was no Eibushter in it. It becomes possible, therefore, for a person to say some things and to be nuanced in his own intellect. The opposite, they tell a famous story with the Shagasariye that once before Pesach, he gave a shir. It was a go on oil on the Shagasariye, made a whole pulpul, a whole shir. It was Matar Chometz Pesach. He proved using Nigla, and when he finished, he asked all the assembled if he liked Chometz Pesach, and they said to him, Rebbe, based on what you said, you're allowed. The Rebbe says, but it says, Shivas Yomim Seir Le'imotzei B'Meteichem, Seir Le'yochel, and Le'yerov, Le'yisov, and so on and so forth. Says, Rebbe, what about the Shir? He said, the Shir is a Shir. And when you get caught up in your Shir, and you, whatever you decide becomes a fact, even if it's at the finish, Teresh B'Ksav, Chomitz Tominitessen, he's a simon that we lost at Tzavsev Echib Melakus, and we lost at Tzavsev Echib Melakus, Seif Kal Seif, we lost the Chibur, To the idea that in Tehra there's a lakus. this means even though in the beginning this person accepts, as a matter of fact, there is the giver of the But as time passes, the person's intellect intervenes, it gets involved, and it starts to argue that rationally and reasonably it's supposed to be kach v'kach. So first of all, the seichel mix in a little bit. All is up to seichel altogether. Until using his own cold intellectual mind, uses the teda itself to give instructions, which are exactly opposite of the given of the teda. They're lacking the bittel to the nesin hateda. For in bazen, I bring the rebbe rashab, which is the last of the rebbe. In part, talks about the idea of Eitzadas and Eitzachayim. So he brings Eitzchayim Kfei Kedush Admur. Marshav Nishmasayid in the Teresh Bapen Nimshlo Teina. The oral Teresh compared to a fig, and Teina Eitzadas Hoisa. And the Eitzadas was a fig, like it says in Medrashim of Rashbi and Reb Nachman. So there's opinions that Eitzadas was a fig. And I want you to know that the, in the Rebbe's Rishim, there's a vart, maybe from the Tzemach Tzedek, I'm a Machta Fai, can I ask a question? You make a fig, 
the reason they're making a fig is because that a fig is milo master and elokus. And Eino he eats a das tevera like it says in Rashi. We made the Shabbat of Nachum begimar. Chayd and if a little question becomes Eich Shaych Leimer, how is it possible to say a Teish Bapet? That is Eisachayim. How could you say about Teish Bapet? There's a tree of life. How could you say about Teish Bapet? There's a tree of knowledge of good and evil. A Chayda knowledge of good and evil is closer to evil than Teira should allow. Ubeem as we're came, but I'm as already explained that I'm a hamnef. Of course, it's bored by Nichas Gedei Legezek Kedushim Chavtes. The tree of good and evil. There's no actual good and evil, but it's the source of good and evil. And you mevadet it with that that you learned the tereish, the nigla the tere. You're trying to be mevadet the world, and in that way, you have a shalchas the tevera. Bam as we'll came, but I'm a hemnet. Truth is the matters that I'm hemnet already set. A tereish, but it's on tevera. Tereish, but the tree of good knowledge, good and evil. And ain't a kavon ala tere atzma. This doesn't mean the tere itself. Shehi chas v'shalom bechina. It's on tevera. It's a tate itself with the tree of knowledge of good and evil that can't be tate is all the cause. Elam Narvadan, that may tada islap, shashalabad varim gash, meam tate, and manifesting physical things. Hi, no, this means she mislabesh, as belavush, and the tate, varamamish, tate itself is absolute, it's only godly, it's absolute godliness. But it takes on the form of things where the klipa in those things indirectly affects that the tate is involved with klipa. That's the pshat. It's a das or mitadzeh, and because of this, he believes that uh, the person is learning teda. The teda is pure, but because the subject matter of the teda is off. But the then, level of teda, which is called eitz hadas, he believes with the other as the person learns yochalish kechalava. You can get a kaddish baruch who is neisen ateda. V'yishkach shiichach moser tzeni is baruch v'tzeres hashem wisdom. Now remember the key structure of the maimer that there is the idea of letzaves lazeh. You have to be close to yidn. You have to be close to the eibishd. And when you're in Tzavis Hazed, then your Teda is it's connected to the Eibishter. But when you start off simply by separating your Teda from Eibishter, I'm learning Teda, and I admit it's Hashem's, but in my Teda itself, there's only Chochma, there's no Tzavis. So that trickles down into being Mogalab Ponem Bateda Shaleika Haloch. Because the Teda went on the physical things, in order to clarify and to whiten, in other words, to give clarity to. The things which the Teda addresses, which are physical, the level of intellect you're losing is associated with physical things. And you're using the mind to understand physical things, physical understanding. Says the Halakha of Yachalivi, it's impossible. That the fact that this is intellectual, and you're an intellectual, you're a smart guy, Yisgabe should be stronger than the connection between the Teda and the Abishtir. Viyalim, Viyastir, Allah hide, and it'll block Allah Lakuth Shabbat, the godness which is behind it. And ultimately it ends, Shishkach Allah Lakuth Shabbat, you forget the Abishtir completely. And what's lower than forgetting what Abishah completely that you become a Kfui Teva of Tzalachas Nisht. I'm such a smart guy, I understand the Teva so well, I'm going to prove that Teva is only Sechel Anush. This ultimately becomes to this person, our language is learning. Not only does he lose the connection to Teva and the Abishah, he loses the Teva itself. The samachayim, the opposite of a portion of life, and becomes death. You start off by simply saying, "There's the Eibushter, but there's me also," 
and then it becomes just me alone, and then it becomes my brain goes mad. Just like we explained in the Balaisik, that Pare does not want to accept Hashem's involvement in his life, and in order to deny that he's going to spite himself, a Yid doesn't want to accept the bitl Abishta in his life, so he's going to spite himself. And that's the proof here as well. He was an ingrate to say and ultimately he brought upon himself more tzadahs than he brought on anybody else. Marabaisai, I want to go back to what I said in the very first shir in this Maimed. In the very first shir in this Maimed, I said that one of the things that's unusual about this Basi Lagani is that it ends very dark. Why does it end very dark? Because the Rebbe wants to explain Ein Seif Lamata De Intachlis, but he only explains Lamata De Intachlis, not Ein Seif. The Ein Seif Lamata De Intachlis, the idea that Ein Seif is in Espashtus and a Gilui, Lamata De Intachlis is going to be next year, chapter 24, Perik Chof Dalet. Perik Yud Dalet, Tafshin Chof Dalet. So our Maimed finishes with the lowest clippers. And the lowest clippers that they are, Al Derech so it's a bit, what's the word, anticlimactic. It's a little bit uncomfortable. So the Rebbe now finishes, and I think part of what the Rebbe wants to do is, he wants to make it a little bit more positive. So he says, the Rebbe finishes the painting. The reason it is that you have clippers that are so negative that they're going to spite cut off their own nose despite their own face so long as they don't have to acknowledge the light is coming through many contractions hiddennesses and blockages says the rebbe which is what the word teva means like something is drowning in an ocean something falls under the water you don't see the thing you see only the water similarly the Eibishter runs the world and all you see is the world. You don't see the Eibishter. Shaha'ed, that the godly light is mutpe, is immersed and sunk. Bahahester vahelm, the obstruction and hiddenness of Klippa B'yeser. And the reason for this is, Shabbat, Miribi, Yishtashas, Dahe'ed, it's a consequence of the fact that the light went from level to level to level to level. Remember, our Maimus started with Elimus Eisef Shlifniatzilus. And then it continued with Atzilus. And then it continued with Nisham Yisrael. Then it continued with Yechav Mazalis, which are either Tzadak Kedusha or Shaykh Tzadak Kedusha. And then it continued to be Sheikh Alukos Lagamre. And then it continued to be a Kofi Teva. It happens because of a multitude of steps in the chain reaction of light. It descends from step to step. The very, very lowest levels. And that's Lamata Din Tachlas. So you end of the Maimir with with Pare. So the Rebbe says, says the Rebbe, I want to tell you what's going to happen next year. And I humbly believe that the reason the Rebbe is putting this in because he doesn't want to finish off the Maimir on a note of Hester and Helen. I want you to know that the whole reason we went through his talshos and we ended up with this Chevraman, this Parshoy, this Russian Berusha, this ingrate called Pare, because we want to set up the idea that even his very last of levels. 
worlds that are so far away from Alakus that they're not only not revealing Alakus, they're not only hiding Alakus, but they're fighting against Alakus. Even there, Nimshach Venimtseh Inyan De'Ain Seif is drawn and present the phenomenon of Insef. Because of this, no Jew will be left behind, no spark of Godness can ever be lost. Since there's even Hispachas and Gilealakus in the Mokamach Heshech, even the Heshech of Pari Yemitznaim, save Kol Save, that Gili is going to redeem every spark. So you should just know that next year we're going to take this Lamata de Tachlis that we learned this year and we're going to add Ain Save Lamata de Tachlis. The Lakus is found Lamata. And then the Rebbe says, After you do Pedic Yudalit, which is what we're going to be learning Mitzvah Shem next year. That just as godliness is such a potent truth that there's no place where he's not present and revealed. Godness is such a potent truth that no matter how high you are, you still don't know what it is. As I explained to you in uh, probably in last year's class, that the whole idea of ain't safe lamayla den kates lamata den tachlis isn't that there's two parts to ain't safe. One part of lamayla den kates, one part of lamata den tachlis. And safe is one nekuda. Each nekuda and ain't safe is both lamayla den kates lamata den tachlis. Lamata den tachlis means there's no place where godness can be revealed. Godness is going to reveal itself even in the most ungodly places. And Kate says nobody knows what it is. It's always beyond whatever you know. And then I say, as Hashem Bechinazu, the Madrig of the Mailadin Kate, Nimshochem, it brings forward to Aitzis, the treasure, Shabbazim, that is splurged. Venais, the Mesam, and this is given, let's say, Vesavai to the army of Akadish Baruch, to fight the Melchemes Nitzach and bring Mashiach to Kainu, Shemlei, Rakpakidi Achoyo. This is not only the Officers and the ministers in the army, Elakol and Shechayel, every single soldier. Remember, I mentioned before that the Sugya started in Pedigan Beis Lahav and Ian Ha'Esel We have to understand the idea of treasure, and the Rebbe is going to say the Ian of Eitzit is not Lamata in Tachlis; it's Lamata in Kets, because Lamata in Kets is deeper even than the Lamata in Tachlis. As the Rebbe said in the beginning of this Maimed, we first explain Lamata in Tachlis. To segue to get us to understand what's even higher than that, the Lamaida Adain Kate, which is the Oitzer. And this Oitzer, the godliness that nobody knows, is given to everybody, including the common soldier. Father Abbey, moreover, to be sure, you can only talk on the primary victor. And victory is pale about Jachaya, is done by the common soldier. And what is the victory? To transform the lie of this world. The folly, the foolishness of this world, the stupidity of this world. Make from them boards for the base. I make those for arts. They sheet them. I'm them standing boards upright. Aim them down for the standing upright. But do my son with the shemachag magag my difla down with which connects the ceiling, the highest level, to the very very lowest level, which is explained in the my mother bus elegani. My stomach from pedic chess or pedic test, pedic test. That would mean tough shin iron test. Also, live in it. By days and by building this base, make That we utilize the treasures. that were dispensed of irresponsibly, recklessly. 
Bishvil in order for me liashlichis of fulfilling the mission of the Tzachan Hamacham the victory at war. As I saw then, Mismalaz Tachlis Avodah the ultimate end of Avodah is realized. Which is the true concept of Asul and Mikdash. Make for me a base on Mikdash. Vishachanti Beseicham dwell amongst them. That means Betechalechad Bechad Miyisro. So we use the Eitzer Ha'elyin, which is the Madrig of Eitzev Shalamayla Adin Ketz, which is higher than Lamata Adin Tachlis. And they give us a Kayach to win the war and to bring the Sheikh to Kainu Eitzek. To the work of each one of us. Palem we affect. Shatiya Ikeh Shechina Betachtenu, which should actually be. In a revealed way, just as once upon a time the Ikeshkin Zachtainim when said was Basilagani in the beginning of creation. Kriach when the Abish left and came back. The same as Gamashiach come that there's gonna be a gil of Ikeshina, but Kariv Mamish, and as the Rebbe says in later years, take her from a Yad Mamish. So Barakh Hashem of Ezashab's Barak, we finished the Maimiran Basilagani. And like I said, I'm in Montreal. I'm going to tomorrow by Hashem's help and the weatherman's help. And of course, the weatherman is not a Matthias, he's just. So I'll get to New York and I'll, I'll upload these classes and I'll edit them and I'll put them off online. I just want to say that if I bring in the the Rebbe said a second Maimit, which is printed here. I looked through the Maimit and decided that I'm not going to teach it because there's nothing to do with Basilagani. They were pushed to two fabrik, two my mother by this fabrik, and the second was Yafesh Achat. It's a whole different Maimid. So I'm going to leave it alone, and we're going to start with this. So the next Maimid on my agenda is the Muga version of the Va'era. Last, two weeks ago, last week I taught Va'era, built in Muga, it was a Batlonis. Now we'll learn the Va'era Muga. Okay, I go to Nacht. Mm-hmm.